What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Hogline Podcast. This is episode 29. I am joined by Jack today. Uh, Hello. Jack, Jack's in the building. How you doing? We're not in the same building, but we're I'm not? here. Yeah, we're, we're joining each other via Skype, and we've got a lot to get into. So much. Uh, a lot. It's going to be pretty dense, and we're just going to we're gonna roll with it. Um, so we've got a lot of college basketball to talk today. You know, the tournament is, you know, dr- coming to an end. It's the Final Four. Uh, we're sure gonna talk- is. It is the Final Four, yes. Uh, we're going to be recapping uh, all of the tournaments so far, getting into the games in the first, second round in the Sweet 16, uh, highlighting some of the, you know, most the most exciting games. And then we'll be recapping the Elite Eight games, all four of them, and previewing the Final Four. And we've got a few announcements before that. Um, yeah, Jack, do you want to say some of them? I guess you can. So this is the stuff we talked about on Friday. Uh, Are we going at that right now or at the end? No, we can talk about that right now. We're get, we've got a few announcements for everyone. <coughs> some yeah. Just, so, yeah, you can go ahead and highlight some of them, I guess. Um. So right off the bat, we're going to try to create a, a set schedule for recording. First of all, I'm probably going to be on every episode now um, as a co-host. And we're going to have a set schedule um, every Monday. This is just for now. We're going to do every Monday. And then throughout the week, what we decided, I'm going to be giving some kind of in-depth analysis similar to what I did back in the summer. Trey Young versus Steph Curry, that kind of thing. Just of anything. Uh, either Tuesday or Wednesday. And then Mitchell's going to uh, release an IGTV video Thursday, Friday. And, yeah. That's... Yeah. that's uh, What else? No, I mean, no, no. Uh, new logo. And new name, really, actually. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just going to just say, uh, add a few points about the schedule. Yeah, go for it. Um, yeah, so for now, the episodes are going to be on Mondays. We just figured that'd be the best day schedule wise for us and it gives our audience you know whoever listens to this a whole entire week to listen to it um so we're pretty much gonna be sticking to one episode per week and like we said on mondays and then throughout the week we're gonna be trying to be uh giving everyone some more content on the instagram page uh like jack just said he's gonna be writing a kind of like an in-depth instagram post on either tuesday or wednesday so kind of like a mini article about whatever he wants to talk about and then uh a few days after that, like later in the week on Thursday or Friday, I'm going to be releasing like a short IGTV video, like maybe four or five minutes about whatever I want to talk about, probably something different. So just giving, uh, you know, our fans some more content. So that's kind of where we're, we decided on. Yep. And like Jack started to get into, we, we uh, designed a new logo. Not that the old logo was, was bad, but it was kind of just, you know, I threw something together last summer. And uh, uh, yeah, so it's kind of, it, it's the logo of the it's on the instagram page now it's the profile picture so you can go look at that um and what what was the other thing you said the logo and oh new name we just we just eliminated uh the word the in the title of the podcast and made it one word yeah i thought that'd be good yeah easier to search because i feel like when most people search the name they just make it one word so we just figured to embrace that and make it easier to find yeah yeah good stuff exactly so there's some of the and we're all uh, along with that we're just going to try to expand this as much as we can um, yes gonna definitely. try to reach out to some people to like to subscribe and hopefully just try to 
expand the audience some, you know? So yeah, good. A lot of good stuff coming, especially as the summer comes uh, in a in a month or so. So yeah, good. definitely have more time as well. Exactly. It's sun, right. Yeah. I'm gonna jump in on that. Sorry. Hey, I'm here. But oh, uh, also, as the summer rolls around, we're gonna be getting a SoundCloud account and actually paying for it, which will not only make it easier for us to put audio onto the iTunes account, but it'll also just be on SoundCloud then. So look forward to that. Bye. And we also, Joey just reminded me since he rudely jumped in there. Uh, He's changing, I don't know, I have no idea what I'm talking about, but some RSS, he's going to make it uh, not a video, I don't know. But It's messed up right now on iTunes, and but when, when summer rolls around, it'll be better, it'll be fixed. All right, yeah, Joey, so sounds you, like, you, you can get out of here now, Joey. Oh, I'll leave. It sounds like Joey's uh, cooking dinner, there sounds like... Yeah, that was, that was, that was mad loud. <laughs> Watch the movie, don't, don't talk about it. Okay. okay. All right. So that that was Joey. He was here, if you didn't notice, but he's a, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, he he spoke up. So yeah, uh, yeah. I'll do it again when uh, more stuff comes up. All don't right, get, get out of here. We don't we don't. We, <laughs> this is enough. This is more than what your contract allots for. <laughs> All right. So anyway, that was uh, the announcements. Some things we decided on a few days ago to improve the show. So exciting stuff for that. Um, but yeah, let's get into the main things we had to talk about today. And it's going to be a lot of college basketball, you know. Uh, we haven't—I don't remember the last episode was. I think you and Joey did it, and that was before. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and we before, didn't do any college basketball really. Yeah, it was before the tournament started, so a lot's yeah. happened. Obviously, it's been now right. the field went from 68 teams to um to down to four teams now, so a lot's happened. Uh, we're just going to highlight some of the games that kind of caught our attention in the early rounds. Um, so I guess. We're going to start off with the New Mexico State Auburn game. Um, Auburn right. defeated New Mexico State 78 to 77, and uh, this Final Four run that they went on almost didn't really happen. Kind of yeah. got, got squashed right in the beginning. So, uh, what do you remember? I know it happened like a week and a half ago, Jack. But what was uh, wow. what do you remember about the game? What's what stood out about that game to you? Well, right off the bat, you said a week and a half. I'm like, this felt like a month ago. Just how many how much basketball went on? <laughs> um. But uh, this game was, it was one of the first games, right? I think it was, I just remember it being early on in the day on Thursday. It was definitely in the afternoon, so it wasn't right, a yeah. night. Um, I mean, it, it previewed, a, it, it was a good start to the tournament. It was, I, I picked New Mexico State in this game, so I was disappointed. Um, at the end, I, I don't know who's on New Mexico State, but uh, he drove down, they were down by two. He drives down, and he, he had a clear shot at, the, at a bucket, but he kicked it out. And I guess he was going for the win. I, I, it was, I was like, I was on my feet, and we, all of us we were on our feet and getting, it was just, he was about to score, and then <laughs> kicked yeah, it out. That and like they caught, Auburn kind of caught a break there, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's all about surviving and advancing, and that's what Auburn did. And yeah. obviously, they capitalized it because they went on to beat Kansas, North Carolina, and Kentucky. Exactly. Yeah. But like, yeah, like you said, I don't, I don't really know what that guy was thinking. Maybe he felt that he felt the presence of like someone like bearing down on him. He thought it was going to get blocked or something. Yeah, uh, maybe. Decided to kick it out. But from the perspective of the viewer, it looked like a pretty clear cut. I mean, it was somewhat contested, but it looks like a shot he should have attempted. Um, yeah. So they survived there. Uh, you know, I mean, it's just crazy how this is kind of like I'm not I'm kind of comparing it to uh 
when UConn played St. Joe's a few years ago and they went on that run to win it all. Yeah. They, that first game, they were a seven seed. That first game went to overtime with St. Joe's. So right. it's kind of crazy how these runs almost couldn't have happened. It's one, one thing uh, goes differently. Right. But, uh, Jared Harper, which, who we'll talk about later on in this episode as we talk about some of the other, other Auburn games, he did really well. He led Auburn with 17 points, four assists. He's at, uh, he's at, if you guys, anyone watches an Auburn game, he's that really small guy who's their point guard. Yeah. And he's very quick and um, he gets banged, a lot, banged around a lot. It looks like he's always diving on the floor and stuff. And it looks like he's always going to leave the game with an injury, but he's pretty tough and um, he's a fun player to watch. So he kind of yeah. led them in this games. And yeah, that was Auburn. Uh, they survived that one. Another game, uh, probably the, one of them, I don't know, it was very fun in my opinion, and I'm sure a lot of people enjoyed it as well, was Murray State versus Marquette. Yep. Um, Murray State defeated Marquette by 19 by a score of 83 to 64. And this was, you know, a highly anticipated matchup because of the two of the two star players who are, you know, top 10, top 15 players in college basketball. Uh, it's John Moran and Marcus Howard. And, uh, I don't know. I, I think this matchup lived up to every one of my expectations. Yeah, I well, the matchup itself, like itself, it wasn't it wasn't a close game at all. But it was so exciting to watch. Uh, big job all out. Uh, I was one of the most hyped up players now, at least after this game in the tournament. Um, he obviously he, I'm sure you've heard he went for a triple double, uh, fourth in tournament history, uh, something like that. Not many tournament tournament. That's history. right. Right. Yeah, fourth. Um, versus Draymond. Uh, yeah, it's a big jaw went for uh, 17 points, uh, 16 assists. Wow, it's nuts and 11 boards. Uh, he's obviously, he's going to be, I think he's going to be a star in the NBA. I'm really looking forward to watching him play throughout his career. But the, yeah, the game itself really, uh, uh, Murray State in particular, obviously, Jaw like set the tone early and they, they just jumped out. What did it was final score? Yeah, I mean, finished with a 19 point lead. That's impressive. And, uh, what's it? Marcus Howard from Marquette. He had a good game. Had one for 26, uh, two and two. Um, he's obviously great. He was smaller than I realized. He's is he only 5'11"? No, I think he's a little bigger than that. Okay, I'm but no, I know. Yeah, Marcus Howard did do very well, and he did. He he didn't shoot very well percentage wise. He went nine for 27. Yeah, 33. Again, yeah. if you're Marquette and they really did. They really lacked other offensive options, and you kind of have to live with Marcus Howard shooting that many times if you want to spark right. of offensive momentum. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's kind of sad that his college career. I think I believe he's a senior. I think that was his last game, and it's kind of sad that you know such a good career will come to an end in that way. But I don't know. It just it was it was cool to see these two great players and just John Morant's. I, obviously, everyone falls in love with his scoring ability and his, you know, how good of a three-point shooter he is and stuff. But his vision is just what I think is the most, uh, you know, eye-popping part of his game. How he can just find the open man so easily. It just it looks effortless. Oh yeah, and he, yeah, he. I'm similar to the, going off that. Like, he just makes everyone he plays with good. Like I know without him, Murray State wouldn't have nearly be what they were, and that's what you need out of, out of a basketball player. Like and. I'm not just gonna say anyone, but anyone can just be a scorer and like be a freak athletically. But he's just got such a great basketball mind and great court vision. It's it's cool. Yeah, they have. I don't know that guy's name, but they have. I don't know if you remember. They had that really like 
kind of fat center. Yeah, 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 yeah. He really doesn't look like he'd be that good, but he looked Howard Cowart. Cowart's. Yeah, I, I don't remember his name. Yeah. Uh, but like Morant just made him look so good because yeah, <laughs> he he made him he just kind of like pass them open in a way, and like he had so many easy looks at the basket. So that's just yeah. you know a testament to how good Morant makes his teammates look. So you know, right. and I he's obviously he's more than likely going to go to the NBA and you know, it was a great two years for him in college. He really yeah. took a step. I mean, I think he averaged 12 points and six, I think rebounds his freshman year. And then he obviously yeah. improved. Yeah. He doubled his points per game. And I think doubled his, I think he had no 10 assists. And I yeah. mean, he took a, a great step from freshman to sophomore year. Uh, one final game we want to talk about in the first round is Wofford versus Seton Hall. Right. Uh, Wofford beat Seton Hall 84 to 68, but that it was really uh, closer than the, the final score indicated. Uh, it was pretty close, honestly, throughout, but and even up until like the last like three or four minutes, but Wofford kind of just pulled away at the end and you know the yeah. score went up with all the fouls. Uh, Seton Hall had to commit to you know potentially get the ball back, but great game. Miles Powell kind of drove the, uh, was in the driver's seat, obviously, for Seton Hall. They kind of lived and died by him and uh, finished with 27. And they really didn't have much going on other than him. And uh, obviously he scored just under half of their points pretty much. Yeah. Uh, but And uh, my man, I obviously, if anyone knows me, I was talking about Wofford the whole entire tournament. And I I would say I'm, I am disappointed because I, def- I definitely had high expectations for them. But they played really well against Seton Hall and they proved why they were they're a good team, and uh, with their second round loss in Kentucky, even though I mean they played well in that game, but anyway, Fletcher McGee in this the first round matchup against Seton Hall finished with twenty four, hit seven threes, and he was just automatic. McGee was. Yeah, McGee. Uh, I, I similar to probably many people, I didn't haven't watched Wofford this season, <laughs> um, so this game was the first I ever saw them. And I mean, of course, I've heard you talk about them. So naturally, I picked Seton Hall to win just because I thought it'd be fun to go against. Um, and I like Seton Hall, best jerseys in college basketball. Um, I, thought, I thought you said the best team in New Jersey in college basketball, which is that true. That too, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, you know, insult me, but whatever. Yeah. We'll be back next year. Um, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I, I, I do. I take trying to take my biases out of it. I do think the Seton Hall team was a really good team. It just it stinks that they had to face such a hot team and a, a very well coached and good team who was just shot the lights out at a Wofford. I mean, obviously Fletcher McGee uh, went nuts seven of 12 from behind the arc 24. And yeah, I mean, it's a shame to see uh, Seton Hall have such an early exit. I thought they, I mean, in another scenario, like not in that, that corner of the bracket, I think they, they could have made a, a little bit of a run, but uh, Hey, that's March, and I've, I mean it makes. I mean these the the selection committee they they put these matchups for a reason. I mean it was a good game. Like same thing with like Murray State and Marquette. That they want to see the matchup between Ja and Marcus Howard. That talent like that. Like they know what they're doing. They pick good games. So yeah. Yeah. No, I I agree with you. I definitely think Seton Hall was a good team. I mean they're hot. They they made a run to the Big, big East championship prior to the tournament. So yeah. they also had some type of momentum going. But it's just hard because. Wofford had that. I believe they had the largest, uh, the longest active winning streak going into the tournament. They won 20 in a row yeah. prior to the tournament. So it's just even if they are in the 
they, they're in the Southern Conference. Even if you come from a small conference like that, it's just hard to beat anyone that won 20 in a row, regardless of who they played. Yep. So, yeah, that's kind of our thoughts on round one, some of the games and matchups that stuck out to us. Uh, moving on to round two, uh, it was the first game of the second round, Maryland-LSU. Yep. LSU wins in a nail-biter, 69-67. Uh, to 67. I had to take a shower at the end of this, but I took my phone into the shower to watch it because that's just how much of a dedicated fan I am. Why don't you just not shower? Or just like, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, but uh, Traymond Waters with a game-winning layup. Kind of, he honestly, I think he did travel. If you if you remember that play, it looks like he did take three steps, but you know, these yeah. guys are just moving so fast, so it's kind of you can't put all the blame on the refs because I know it's their job to look out for stuff like that, but these guys are moving so fast. So right. if it's like two and a half, three-ish steps, it's kind of it could be hard to call, and especially at a crucial moment in the game too when he's taking that game winner. Um, but anyway, I mean, LSU had a very well-balanced uh, scoring, well-distributed. Uh, it's uh, Skyler May 16, Waters with 12, Nas Reed 13. Um, and I don't know, this was a very – it was a good game down to the wire. So I don't – what do you think about it? Uh, yeah, I um, – I figured – oh, I picked LSU. They were my lead eight. Um, I feel like I like Maryland a lot, uh, but – just the school in general <laughs> but I and I feel like they kind of disappoint in the tournament or just I don't know but I feel like if I'm not mistaken I, I think this is a young team uh of underclassmen and I don't expect uh any to exit for the draft so this could be a good team going forward uh in years to come next year and whatnot but uh yeah this is a great game I I um and you I mean you kind of touched on everything I had to I was anything I could say, but just looking at the scoring spread, there was no one that even like stood out. It was, I guess I, I, I kind of like when the spread is, 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 I mean, sorry, the stats are spread scoring wise. It kind of pays tribute to the coaching. I feel like, but yeah, great game. It was a great start of the second round. It was, a, it was yeah, it was the first game. So it's, in, yeah, it, it is interesting that you said, you mentioned about the evenly distributed scoring and it attests to the coaching and that LSU's coach got suspended right before this tournament. So I, yeah, it's it's. I mean, hats. I don't know the name of their interim head coach, but you know, obviously that guy's walking into a tough situation with, uh, yeah. you know, the scandal around LSU. Uh, also, it, it, like you mentioned, uh, Maryland's underclassmen. One of the, their best players, Jalen Smith. I don't know if you remember if you know who I'm talking about. He's yeah. big. He's got goggles. Right. Yeah. 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 Maryland's big man, but uh, he was. I believe when Kieran and I were previewing college basketball, we definitely ha- talked about him for a little bit. And he, uh, I believe he was like a top, I'm going to butcher this, but I'm sure he was like a top 40. He was up, he was high in the uh, ESPN top 100. So right. like class yeah, of 2018. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is a freshman. Okay, okay. Yeah. I don't know if he will enter or not, but if he does stay, it just um, will be even better for Maryland basketball. So yeah, we'll see about that. And uh, if they can build, uh, you know, hats off to them. Maryland definitely did surprise me, though. I didn't think they were going to even win a game. Yeah. I think right. Like, I'm, I'm not, I feel like they just kind of disappoint. Like, they really do. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. So just the fact that they won a game and even played a good team in LSU down to the right. wire, um, you know, it's nothing to hang your head on. So they could look up for next year. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Another game that I have written down here is the Duke UCF game. Uh, this was very shocking. Didn't see this coming at all. 
that Dawkins guy on UCF finished with 32, and I think he only missed like four or five shots, so he shot the lights out. Uh, Taco Fall, 15 and six. And um, yeah, this was crazy, you know? I can't believe that shot didn't go in at the end. Oh, man, yeah, I was I uh, I was working on a project doing this, but I had it on my phone. I was I only tuned in for like the last five minutes. I caught the beginning and like the end, but yeah, I was just I was I was so mad. I mean, I thought this is I would have been like the the most hyped up the most hyped up college basketball team I've ever witnessed in my life. Having a second round exit to a UCF that just would have been I I love stories like that, and who doesn't? Uh, Going through the stats for Duke, Zion, yeah, Zion really carried them throughout this game. He finished with 32. No one, I mean, RJ 16, Reddish 13, Trey Jones 11, and then that was pretty much it for that for their scoring. Uh, yeah, just got this point. Uh, one point at the end of the game when Duke was down by three, it was under 30 seconds. Duke was down by three. As soon as Zion gets the ball from outside the like behind the three point line. And he goes to drive. And, like, in, in my head, as, as soon as he did that, like, as soon as Zion goes, takes a, a one step inside the arc, just get out of the way. Let him score. And don't give him the chance of, an, uh, like, an opportunity for an one. And what do they do? They foul him, and he makes the ac- 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 acrobatic, I can say that word, uh, layup, and he gets the uh, the and one, and then he it's He missed um, You're talking yeah. about the end, right? Yeah. Yeah, the, the end. I, I Yeah, right. But I just... I, I was just so frustrated because, like, instinctively, I, I just, as soon as he stepped in the arc, just like, get out of the way. But then they fouled him. I just think, yeah, <laughs> I was just so mad. I had to vent about that. <laughs> yeah, I saw a lot of, not necessarily analysts, but people on Instagram were kind of ripping Zion for missing the foul shot, which obviously he's not a very good uh, free throw shooter by any means. He sucks from the line. Yeah, he's uh he's 56% since he's returning from the injury. I heard that today in today's yeah. game. But, I mean, you can't he, – he had 32 and 11. You can't rip him too much. They wouldn't be anywhere close to in that situation without him. So That's I understand right. you have to make your shots down the stretch. But, again, if a guy has 32 and 11, you can't really be too critical on him. So Duke survived, and uh, they survived, which another one we'll get to in a second here. They survived. Quick, quick thing. Um, what do you think about Taco? NBA? I don't, I don't know. He's still, he he's obviously effective because he's just sometimes you just there's nothing you can do. Yeah. But he's still awkward looking. Yeah, he is awkward with the ball. I'll admit, but I just <laughs> he's just so fun to watch. I love watching him play. Oh, like I, so fun. I would, yeah. I would love to see him in the NBA one day, but uh, who knows? Maybe he'll have to play overseas a little bit. Uh, yeah. I I, I I'm hopeful for him. <laughs> yeah. No. I obviously it'd be cool, but. I don't necessarily know how likely that's going to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One other quick game we want to touch on in the second round is Tennessee versus Iowa. Um, I know you, you didn't really mention this one, but I wanted to talk about it for a second here just because. I don't, think I, could, I don't think I was able to watch this one. Yeah. I mean, Tennessee. Oh, it was on. Um, it was on the Sunday, I believe. Yeah. It, okay. I, think you were, I think you were going back. To pit, so I don't know if you were able to watch this one or not. But uh, Tennessee was up 25 at one point, and it went to overtime, and they barely squeaked it out, and they ended up advancing. But yeah, no, oh, it was kind of scary. I mean, for people who had Tennessee winning it all, I mean, obviously they didn't 
win it all and they got bounced the next round. But just the fact that they almost blew a 25 point lead is just not very good at all. But uh, 19 each for Grant Williams and Admiral Schofield. Uh, the seniors did really well. They fought through it. I think Grant Williams fouled out, if I'm not mistaken. So they, they fought on even despite, you know, the comeback efforts of Iowa. Um, but yeah, Iowa, honestly, they surprised me because I didn't think they were very a very good team. They didn't finish the regular season very well. Um, I don't think they did very well in the Big Ten tournament. And I, I just wasn't very high on Iowa at, Iowa at all. And um, I don't know they surprised me. So I wanted to give a shout out to them, even though they beat Rutgers on that lucky corner. Back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's kind of why I was salty and wasn't very high on them uh, in a way. But I don't know. They did very well. So I wanted to, you know, talk about them a little bit. But it was a good game. And I wanted to mention that as well. Uh, we'll move on to the Sweet 16. I've got two games written down here. Um, jumping right back into Tennessee, we can talk about what I think was the game of the tournament, and honestly, until the next round when Purdue played. But Purdue-Tennessee. Oh, my goodness. This game was nuts. Yeah. Um, we have, uh, obviously, Carson Edwards going for 29, which 29 for Carson Edwards kind of seems like a Nothing. down game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this Ryan Klein guy, which I didn't really know much about, goes yeah, seven, he, yeah. seven ten from three. He, yeah, he was he was going off. Um, yeah. this I I in like the last three minutes there must have been like six lead changes. It was just so, it was going such bad like back and forth like shot for shot. Um, yeah, I think is. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Until the Purdue's next game, this was a game of the tournament. And yeah, I mean Carson Edwards, he's just is he um what year is he? Junior. He's junior. What do you is what's rumors about him draft or what? I don't know. I always honestly obviously he went on this amazing, amazing run, which is, you know, like we haven't like Buddy Heald had a similar run a few years ago, and obviously Steph Curry, however many years back. But you know, I think he surpassed them for most games in the first four games of the tournament, most points. I mean, yeah, so crazy. And but I always thought he was too small, but he really, I mean, he is obviously he's undersized in a way, but he's very stocky, you know, very muscular. Yeah, uh, and he is small, but he's we've seen. Oh, is he, is he five eleven? Yeah, he's like barely six foot, if so. Okay, yeah. I must have been thinking of him when I say Marcus Howard or whatever. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's very small, but I, we've seen guys that, I mean, it's not impossible to succeed at that height. And he's all, yeah. he's, very, he's like kind of stocky and not Scott stocky, but like muscular. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's built. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so we can, I, the announcers were kind of comparing him to Derrick Rose in a way. And I kind of like that. That's you know, a good comparison. Yeah. comparison. Um, yeah, but I mean, this game was crazy, like we said. Game of the tournament until I think the next game Purdue UVA, but and and one last thing about that Ryan Klein guy he he runs he does not look like he's good at basketball, I I, I think I was spot on with this comparison I kind of compared him to Joe Ingles, yeah <laughs> that's like, good a guy that you know you look at and he looks like he's not athletic at all and Ryan Klein I don't even necessarily know if he is but he just got that shooter's touch so I don't know yeah. That was a great game. So many of these games went to overtime, so that, it's kind of cool. Um, yeah, actually, I, there is something I want to say, so remind me about – I obviously, I didn't say what it was, but there's something I want to get to at the end of this, but we'll move okay. on. Now. 
Uh, Duke, Virginia Tech. We just talked about Duke, but this game was honestly had a similar feel to the UCF game. Yeah. Duke pulls up the victory, 75 to 73. Uh, like, uh, yeah. I'm I'm so happy Duke lost today, just because like I they could, especially when it was getting close. I'm like, Duke, don't tell me Duke's gonna catch another like extremely lucky break again, like three games in a row. But yeah, I mean they. <laughs> Oh man, They're just like that guy is probably whoever I don't remember who that was on Tech who who didn't get that put back. Yeah, I don't I don't remember if it was Outlaw or a Med Hill. Yeah. Um, and they it was just awful. We're, I we're feel bad for the guy. <laughs> the play at the end when Virginia Tech was down two, and they lobbed it in, and that guy had a clear open. I mean, he had a jump for it, but it's it's a play you obviously should have made, and he wasn't yeah. close. He yeah. wasn't close. That was a he like slipped out of his hand. Oh man. No, I feel like he kind of t- tried to tap it in, which he didn't need to do. I don't know. Oh, man. I think there was like 0.9 on the clock, which he didn't need to tip it in. But I feel like it was just really dumb and kind of frustrating. But whatever. I mean, I I actually really like this Virginia Tech team. I mean, we got to see them play in person I, when I went to the Pitt Virginia Tech game, and I really liked them oh, there. Yeah. Uh, one of the best, one of the players I really like is Virginia Tech's big men, Kerry Blackshear. He had Blackshear, eight, yeah. yeah, he had 18 and 16, uh, in the game versus Duke. And he's a guy who can defend. He can, he actually can shoot from the outside. So he very, um, you know, he does, he can do a lot of things for a guy of his size. Um, but he kind of shined for them. And Duke's freshmen kind of all did really well. Trey Jones played exceptionally well. He had 22 and eight assists. Yeah. Um. Oh, oh, yeah. They were they were without reddish uh, this game. Yeah. No, I mean Trey Jones stepped up and provided that extra scoring that they needed, and yeah, it was just enough. They barely survived. Uh. So, and I honestly, if you can kind of if you follow these Duke games, they're getting more and more vulnerable as the games go on, and obviously it resulted in a loss today. But you can kind of tell that they weren't that still that dominant team that they were throughout the season throughout. Because they just lost two, they they excuse me, they won two very close games in a row prior to their loss today. Yeah, just because I mean they're full of freshmen, they just don't. I, I mean I'm not gonna sit just blame it all, but I mean lack of experience in tournament time like proves that it's it's a thing and like it's true, it's true. They don't, and they don't, yeah, because past years, I mean Duke's full of one and dones like year after year, but guess who's always been there every year the past four years? My favorite player in college basketball. Mr. Grayson, Grayson Allen. Allen. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they don't have, they don't have that senior leadership or that, this is that veteran upperclassman leadership that they've had the past few years. Which I mean, it's as as talented as this Duke team is. It, it that is it's kind of taken a toll in March, which they've t- had three close games in a row, which I, no one would have expected uh, of such a talented team like this. No. Yeah. Just a quick word on that. If you look at the teams that are in the Final Four right now, Michigan State full of juniors they've got uh, mcquaid who's a senior cassius winston's a junior nick ward's a junior um so full of upperclassmen uh texas tech their best player is a sophomore i know it's not an upperclassman but it's he's still jared he's been there a year so yeah yeah and they were in the tournament last year so yeah little experiences whatever but exactly and you got virginia with kyle guys a junior jerome i believe is a junior deandre hunter is a soft redshirt sophomore i believe how so, do you say how do you say that guy's name on UVA the blonde guy? I don't know how to say his, the, I don't remember his first name, but his last name's Diakite. Diakite, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, exactly. Um, yeah. And 
was the last team? Oh, Auburn. They've got two senior guards. So yeah. if you look at all these teams, so they've got they're not full of freshmen. So it kind of makes you wonder if these one and done people can really you know get it done because Duke's tried it and they haven't. I mean, Duke's always seems to be the favorite, but if you really look at it, like what have they won in the past, like in recent memory, you know? I mean, fifteen, yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's been a while, is what I'm trying to say. So, well, I mean, yeah, okay, right. Relative, relatively, I, I, you know, we can't expect them to win every year, but you know, people... well, no, you when you say what have they, what have they done, or what have they won? But I mean, they won the ACC, and they're winning the conference. But I mean, really, at the end of the day, at the end of the season, conference championships aren't really what people look at i mean they they kind of just forget about them once a tournament happens if you win your conference and have like a second round exit then it's a failed season so i mean you're right yeah yeah exactly so yeah. uh we'll move on to we're going to talk about all four of the elite eight games uh briefly here first one was texas tech versus gonzaga texas tech pulled it out 75 to 60 uh 75 69 um and this was honestly you know all the other games were I'm not I'm saying like this was kind of like a blowout, but like all the other games were even closer than this one and this one even felt close. So Yeah. I, I I'm very pleased with the all of the elite games all around because they were all very close. Um but you know, this was a good one. Um what are your initial thoughts on this one? Uh this game I mean Texas Tech, they not really a team that people like not obviously not a highly picked team. Um, out of anyone, um, but they just play great defense, and Jarrett Culver really shine in this tournament. Um, go late in this game, there was that. I mean, the announcer said it was the play of the tournament. That that big block by what's his name? Oh, his name's Tariq Owens. Yeah. Um, he the rest did miss that. He definitely did step. Up. So no, he he blocked it inbounds clean. It was a great block, and, fu- and that was fine. But he landed out of bounds, and it was clear, he clearly landed out of bounds. And then he jumps up to save it, and then back to a guy on Tech. Rush clearly missed that. Um, but then the next play, a guy on Gonzaga had a, it was a kickball. There's another missed call there, but it, so it kind of went both ways on missed calls. Uh, I just thought I'd highlight that. Again, no, no, you were right. Um, if anyone remembers that play. Uh, they definitely they showed a replay and it was clear that Owens was out of bounds there. But like you exactly. said, that, that's not reviewable. I think they said so. That means uh, they couldn't even fix it. Yeah. No. Uh, I, I, but again, if you're looking for it to be made up for, it kind of was on that no call kickball and yeah. the the few possessions later. Um. Yeah. I I think the main thing that I want to take away from this one is just Texas Tech's defense throughout the entire tournament. They've been playing so well. They've been, you know, really limiting their opponents to very low field goal percentages throughout the whole yeah. tournament. I mean, they they held Michigan, who I had winning the whole thing, to under 50, and that's just that's yeah. nuts. And um, and it, I think they said uh, the announcer said on this one, Gonzaga's been held to under 70 three times this year, and this was one of those games. They averaged their team. Gonzaga's a team that averaged. Uh, 89 points a game the whole that's entire year. Absolutely nuts. I mean, they they do they don't play in the best to- conference, so that's that's some attest or that's part of the reason I'm sure. But yeah, no, exactly. Great, great defense. Yeah, exactly. They've been playing great. Uh, Brandon Clark, who had that monster game in the second round, or I believe, or maybe Sweet 16, he had five turner five turnovers, I believe, in the first half of this game. So 
Texas Tech was really just forcing turnovers and forcing them to take bad shots. So we'll see if that can continue versus Michigan State. But, um, yeah, I mean, Gonzaga kind of sucks for them. They didn't really get to where they wanted to. But, um, you know, they had a good year. It's not, yeah. it's not they had a disappointing year by any means. So congratulations. What do you think about um, Hachimura, Hachimura? What about him? Draft-wise. Um, what do you, uh, what do you see for him going forward? I, he's definitely declaring, I believe. Um, yeah. I think he'll go in the top 10. He'll definitely, no doubt, be a lottery pick. Very explosive. Uh, yeah, definitely. There's, me- there's many times throughout watching him play where he just he just runs right by his defender. Like, there was one play, I don't remember exactly what game it was or when it was exactly, but he kind of hesitated at midcourt, kind of got his defender to slow down and went, ran right by him and had an easy layup. So, uh, very explosive, and I... I really like him. I, I like I've liked him all year. So it's not like something I've just kind of jumped on the bandwagon. I've really liked his game throughout the entire season. Yeah, I guess I'm kind of the opposite. For some reason, I just found his game. I think he was playing a lot of like the five. He was playing a lot of center, and he's kind of he's not like he's not he doesn't have the size to be center. He's like six nine, I think. Yeah, if he can um, play the wing, that's great. Yeah, yeah. I I think that he maybe it's maybe just me, but in my opinion, he either improved a lot throughout the season or. They just play him differently, and I think, yeah, he can be a great stretch four, and, like, he's he's athletic, and he, he's, he can have a good NBA career. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to move on to the game that we are officially going to be calling, the game of the <laughs> Well, for now. We'll see what happens in the future. Yeah, it's not over yet. Going That's forward, true. but yeah. Purdue uh, played UVA, and UVA escapes and barely wins in overtime, 80-75. to 75. Absolutely nuts. <laughs> uh I mean, we can talk about this game. We could have probably made a whole episode in this game. But uh, Edwards, 42. That just sounds crazy to say out loud. But he had 42 points. 10 for 19 from three. 14 of 25 overall. And the fact this that I think the crazy part is that no one else on Purdue scored over 10. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what else. He, the, yeah, the next highest score was seven. Exactly. Like I said, that's Charles Barkley said the first thing he said was the fact that no one on Purdue scored over 10 just kind of it sucks that no one was able to either step up, especially after the game that that Ryan Klein guy had in the previous game where he had 27. It's the same didn't continue for them. Uh, But Edwards could not miss. Uh, It was just crazy. And it's kind of I'm kind of bummed that we're not going to be able to watch him anymore unless he yeah, were, I mean, potentially next year if he returns but for this year it's kind of a shame we won't be able to watch him play anymore um what I'm, you said about carson edwards is shooting he he, he shot 52 percent from the field which that's i mean that's good just in general but like a guy at such a high usage rate such as him like that's just so impressive shooting 25 14 to 25 that's just a great stat line and 10 of 10 of 19 from three yeah that's too yeah, and just to highlight some of Virginia's stats, Kyle Guy with 25 and 10. Uh, he exited with an injury earlier, I think, um, in the end of the first half or the beginning of the second half, I believe. But he was able to return and did very well upon his return. Um, Ty Jerome with 24 and 7 assists. He did really well. And that uh, Diakite guy with the blonde hair we just mentioned, obviously he had the game-tying bucket at the end which we'll talk about here in a second, but he had finished with 14 and seven as well. Uh, yeah, I think that'll be the last thing we talk about this one is the 
backcourt potential violation at the end of the regulation in this one. Yeah, as soon as that happened, I I called you, and I I mean I thought it was pretty clear that Diakite when it was off the uh, the rebound. This was sent it into overtime. Um, it was a UVA foul shot missed, and it went back in like the middle of the paint. You get they jumped up and hit it backwards, and it went back court. I thought that was pretty clear, but I got I should read into it if there if any any headline or any whatever if they're looking into that or not. If it was I don't know they don't do like the I think it's kind of dumb the NBA does like the the two last two minute report or something whatever it's called. But I don't know if that's gonna be that has been a topic of conversation uh, today. I haven't looked into it. I just thought it was so obvious. I was just like shocked that no I I don't think the announcers mentioned it, which was weird, but. I, I just I'm just unclear yeah. of whether or not possession of the ball fully constitutes whether or not it's backcourt or not. I don't know because he didn't he didn't grab yeah. it, tipped it back. So I don't oh, know. No, he that, definitely didn't grab it. I get maybe it must be possession. It has to be because I feel like more. It is possession. Will... <laughs> if if you tip the ball back, it's uh, supposed to go. Yeah. Mr. Rules expert Joey. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No one invited you. It ha- it has to be that because. Otherwise, people would definitely be making more of a fuss about it than just. Right, us. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. But either way, that shouldn't take away from UVA. I, I love this story. How they obviously had a, an embarrassing exit last year in the first round to UMBC, um, and I, and just to touch on Kyle Guy, what you said to you, we were talking about yesterday how he uh, he received death threats after the after uh, they lost last year, right? Yeah. And I just. You could just see in this post-game interview I was watching it after the game, um, the the reporter just asked him. They meant he she mentioned how he came back from injury halfway like through at some point in the game whatever and I, you could just tell like this is the uh, like the raw emotion he had like just how happy he was like just it's such a cool story to from where they were to what they're at now how to turn around and what um like I, I like I like got emotional during it I thought I was gonna cry. Uh, but after, I remember after, uh, UVA lost last year, their, what's their coach's name? I just, I can't remember. Cody Bennett. Yeah. He, um, just his post-game interview last year, um, I don't know, it was just like really motivational and that, that's, I, I picked UVA to go far. I had them in my final four originally, then I switched, but yeah, I, I think it's UVA is a good story this year. And I would be pretty happy for them if they won it all. That'd be that'd be really cool. Yeah. Um, you know, a- after what they went through last year, it's kind of cool to see them. Yeah. Know, what they've accomplished. Uh, moving on to today's games. Today, Auburn played Kentucky. Another overtime matchup. Uh, was not disappointed in the slightest in this one. Uh, uh, excuse me, Auburn's. I believe they're both seniors, Jared Harper and uh, Bryce Brown. But they both showed up, and they, they, they killed it. They had 50 points combined between the two of them, Brown with 24, Harper with 26. And they're very explosive. They're honestly two of the fastest guards I've ever seen. Yeah, oh, my goodness. I, I <laughs> This uh, Jared Harper, when he um he took it end-to-end one time, and it was just – I was just blown away. He's so explosive, and he just has – I mean, he's five. I'm, I'm dropping a lot of five eleven bombs this episode. He's five eleven, correct? He, he looks so small out there. He's very yes. He he is definitely under six. Okay, he's, yeah. Yes. And uh, I, I he reminds me of our security guard Lawrence. Uh, so we just kept calling him Lawrence. It's funny. Another reason to root for him. But yeah, what you said. These two guards. It's a it's a um 
Yeah, they're fun to watch. This is a great game all around. Um, yeah. No, exactly. It really was. Yeah. Uh, I think I mentioned this earlier, but I think the thing that stands out to me the most is Jared Harper, how tough he is. Oh and yeah. Just because he's so small, he gets he really gets thrown around there a lot. But he every time he is on the floor, he always gets up and he always you know brings it even harder the next possession. So I really I don't know I admired that and I think he's just a Good, amazing, outstanding player. Um, yeah, so. another thing about Auburn, it's not really uh, much insight. It just I thought it'd, it would just be kind of cool to. Um, I mean, any of these teams in the Final Four, I, I I'd be happy. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind having one all except for Michigan State. But um, just Auburn kind of barely squeaking out of the first round. They did. They wait home. They won the SEC. I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, was it? I I'm drawing a blank. I don't know if it was Kentucky or them. Okay, well we'll we'll, they we'll look at that. They played the SEC championship. Yeah. No, 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 no. It was Auburn versus Tennessee. Yeah, and Auburn won. Auburn won. Right. Okay. Uh, um, that's what I thought. So they they win their conference and then they barely escape, which I thought a game they should have lost in the first round, and then they come out the next the next game and just absolutely go on a tear. And uh, sorry. And they they crushed Can was it Kansas State or Kansas? Kansas. They yeah they crushed Kansas, who historically has been a powerhouse. They, I it ended up being only a twenty point or let me less than twenty point win, but I mean it was they had control the whole whole game. They shot the lights out, and it just so it's just uh, seeing a team having a lot of ups and downs throughout March. It just kind of epitomizes uh, the NCAA tournament. That's why they call it March Madness. So that's that'd be cool to see. Plus, I love seeing Charles Barkley go nuts. So no reason to root for Auburn. <laughs> exactly that's a good one yeah um yeah moving on to the last elite eight game sorry we didn't talk talk much about kentucky but uh oh, yeah. Washington, i'll just say quickly 28 points 13 boards did really well and um i don't know i don't feel bad for kentucky because i don't really like them that's the only yeah, thing there <laughs> uh last game michigan state duke honestly like these games just keep getting better and better this game was I don't really think it was more than a six-point lead at any point in the game for either of these two teams. Yeah, going back and forth, you're right. Very evenly matched. Uh, you could really tell. I mean, Cassius Winston, obviously the leader of the Michigan State team, 20 points, 10 assists, only one turnover. I think a great point of Winston's game is the fact that one word that comes to mind when I want to hear the name Cassius Winston is how smart he is. Um doesn't turn the ball over much at all, and he just takes great shots. Really knows when to get his teammates involved and when to take the shot himself. Um, so I just, I just feel very safe with him with the ball if I'm a Michigan State fan because he really doesn't commit many turnovers. He's just very smart. That's what comes to mind. Yeah, I agree definitely. Um, this, uh, you, you, I don't really have much to add here. I mean, it was, it was a very good game, and I was. Um, I was I was watching the Pirates and the Penguins during it too, but uh, yeah, Zion uh, he I keep calling him bust the whole game, but he he yeah. did have a good game as he always does. Uh, I don't even mention stats, but Zion twenty four, RJ twenty one. Um, no, 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 Zion he definitely struggled in the first half. Um, he didn't he missed some shots he could have made, and he did have five four or five turnovers in the first half, which is right. obviously. Less than ideal, but he really came back in the second half. He finished with 14 boards along with his 24. So, right. I don't know. It was just very 
it's just so odd that they're not in the final four. Like every bracket in the final four, it's just so kind of weird to comprehend. But even just going back to Zion, like he, even if he makes mistakes in the, uh, what you said in, in the first half um, or in the beginning, if he struggles, just he can struggle as much as you want, but like, he's just such a freak athletically. Like it's going it, to, it, his mistakes are just going to like kind of subside eventually. Like his athleticism is going to take over. Like I, specifically just down the stretch he's had this i don't remember who who attended the three for michigan state but he just like came out of nowhere and just like barely tipped the ball like to get a block i don't know if you remember what i'm talking about but yeah I do, he, I do. yeah and it's just like a, another like he had another like monster block and like he had the duck to get his head out of the way of the backboard like he's he's just all over the place and just a, a freak athletically which that makes his his floor of as far as uh, NBA wise go, like it's just his floor is very high. Like as many mistakes he's gonna make, it doesn't it just doesn't matter. Like it does matter, but like not as much at the end of the day. No, I think it's a very good analysis. He's certainly, I mean, people always say he's got boomer bust potential, but just on his athleticism alone, right? It's exactly. Hard to ignore that he. It's gonna be hard to imagine that he won't do very well. I mean, yeah. I'm not injuries aside, that can derail derail anyone but if you take injuries out of the equation he's gonna he's gonna kill it um all right so we're kind of short on time but we will preview the final four games briefly here um first game is the auburn uva game i believe um what are you what are your thoughts on this one who do you think what do you think the key points to this one is and what do you think i mean just watching them today harbor's just gonna have to go out as he has been i'm sure throughout the tournament um yeah, and then for UVA, uh, I think they just play so well as a team, and like it's not a UVA isn't really a program that has these one and done guys. And I, I honestly, I can't even. What are some guys in the NBA currently out of UVA? <laughs> Justin Anderson, <laughs> um, uh, Malcolm Brogdon. Okay, like it's just like yeah, not many stars that are coming out of UVA, and I that's those are the I feel like I mean I'm that's kind of not even true. What I'm about to say, but I feel like these programs that have guys like that, I mean, teams like that that don't have like elite NBA talent, they're just kind of like well rounded and they just do well. I mean, Duke kind of disproves that theory because they've been so successful. Like UNC, like they, they don't have many one and dones, and there's just a typically a very well rounded team, and those are the teams in college basketball that do well. And I think that this UVA team just kind of kind of fits that script. Which I, I I like watching them play. Yeah, obviously, I think anything could happen uh, at this point because these teams just prove that literally anything can happen just by how yeah. close these games are and just the fact that teams like Auburn and Texas Tech can get to the Final Four. Um, but I really think that UVA will win this game. Like I, I'm pretty confident for some reason because I just feel like at a certain point, Harper and Brown, like, and they, like, the Auburn's big men, they do contribute some, but it's the offense, you know, runs through those two guys. Right. And I just think that UVA's defense is just too potent, and I just think that they will be able to shut them down. I can really, I don't know, I just feel, I just have a feeling that UVA is going to win this game uh, handedly. I don't know why. Right. I agree. I agree with that. And just going off like storylines, which I, I'm a big believer that that that's a big factor in March. Um, Auburn, they they've lived up to their expect. Even if they if they lose, it's still like a they've exceeded expectations tremendously this year. 
And if UVA loses, like, I mean, they still had a good season. Obviously, they're going to be remembered as, like, a bounce-back year. But I know that, like, after last year, they really want <laughs> – they really need, have uh, have something to prove um, in this game. And I, I think they're really – I mean, obviously, both teams are really hungry. And that's, like, a bad argument. But just, like, yeah, they really got something to prove. They really want to turn around from at the or at their worst last year. And just, they want to go out on top this year. I think – Going off of your theory of who had the biggest storyline and who has the most the most uh, revenge in a way, but I think one thing that we didn't really talk about at all, which is could be a huge storyline, is uh, Auburn's Okiki tore his ACL. Oh, uh, true. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I just. Yeah. I yeah. I know. I completely forgot about it. I have it written down right here on my paper, but I can't yeah. believe we didn't mention that earlier. But I think that. Uh, I think they're really going to rally around that. And that could potentially, you know, that brotherhood that they formed on that team, they really just um, want to win it for him because he can't be out there with them. So th that's something to, you know, mention and think about in terms of yeah. this game. But um, honestly, I think, honestly, if you just look at the teams, I just think UVA is too well-rounded well and their defense, I think, is going to be too potent. Definitely. Um, yeah, so that's the first game. That's at 6-10, I believe it's scheduled to start. So 6-09, yeah. 6-09. Uh, the next game, the final game, is Texas Tech versus Michigan State. Um, yeah, I honestly, like, I, and these are two very good teams, obviously, because they made it this far. But I just, for some reason, I just wouldn't ever picture this to be the matchup. Yeah, it's, with, cr like, it's crazy, yeah. Just with, like, Duke and... Gonzaga and Michigan all on that side of the bracket like I just thought at least one of those teams would be in the final four but yeah that's just anything can happen and um I don't know I I think the first thing I have written down is something I just said earlier just Cassius is so smart I think I trust him more than anyone in this final four to do well and to not make dumb decisions because it honestly comes down to who makes the least amount of mistakes and right. I think he's not going to make very many at all yeah so you picking michigan state in this game um yeah i i think i would i if i had to i really think it'll be uva michigan state i but, think i'm gonna take tech what, 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 sorry to cut you off what do i know my bracket was the worst bracket in the entire pool so i don't <laughs> True. Know, why is anyone listening to me in anything yeah um i'm gonna take texas tech i just feel like michigan state is obviously like a big name every year and they kind of disappoint um, I feel like quite often, which again, going back to my last argument, that, that would give them some, something to prove this year. Except, I mean, I, I think Texas Tech, I'm just like kind of arguing like the opposite. Like Texas Tech exceeded their expectations already, but I, I feel like it's going to like kind of ride that wave. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, I really like Jarrett Culver. Um, he's a, a great athletically. Um, and this team in general just plays great defense. And defense wins championships. That's why I just got a feeling about Texas Tech. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, not not I, much. Yeah. Not not much like statistical evidence off that. I just got just more of a feeling pick. No, I I just know for a fact that they they hold their opponents to a significant less field goal percentage in this. Yeah. Point. They've been playing so well. Right. Um. So, it's gonna be fun to watch. I can't wait for it. And then you know the national championship on Monday. After that, it's it'll probably be. I hope these Final Four games and the national championship live up because we really have had just flat-out great games. They've all been so close. Yeah, definitely. I feel like 
there hasn't been like it's been relative, especially in the first two rounds. There wasn't as many upsets. Um, but I think the fact that these games have just been so good have just, you know, canceled that out. You know, we all live for yeah. like that 14 beating a three or a 15 beating a two. And we didn't get that this time. But just the fact that these games have been so close have just made this tournament, you know, very special in its own right. Yeah. And just one more thing to point out. Uh, you, you mentioned this um or yesterday maybe i don't remember but it's i think it's really cool how uh there's four conferences represented in this final four and you're we're kind of getting like a, a representation of all different kinds of basketball and i don't know i just i just found that really cool um yeah especially I know. like teams like auburn and texas tech like no that's just like the crazy in march how there's like no one's like no one's picking them no one's thinking about them i mean uva michigan state is sure someone some people had them in their final four not many but I, I just, yeah, it's just cool to see. It's the, yeah. Exactly. We're definitely going to get a nice taste of what each conference uh, has to offer. So that's, yeah. kind of, that's another cool thing that I kind of, you're right, I noticed, I think it was yesterday. So, yeah, that was a lot. I think we're going to wrap it up here. We will. Yeah, it was, it was fun. Uh, yeah. So that was episode 29 of the Hogline Podcast. Uh, thank you all for listening. You made it all the way through. Uh, be <laughs> sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts. It definitely helps a lot. So uh, yeah, spread sure. the word too. That's what we're uh, we mentioned in the beginning, but we're really trying to expand. And through word of mouth is, uh, I think, the most effective way. So I mean, just <laughs> yeah, <spread> exactly. <laughs> so uh, yeah, be sure to follow us on Instagram. The hog, not at the yeah. hogline podcast. It is now at hogline podcast. So follow that. Tell anyone you know to follow it. Follow me on Instagram at Mitchell Manis. Follow Jack on Instagram at underscore Jack dot Manis underscore. Correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. And uh, <clears throat> that's all we got. For, oh, Joey. No, Joey. no, no, no. Don't follow Joey. You don't have to follow Joey. Maybe he 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 can drop it in the description if he wants. He has free will to do that. But no, he doesn't. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, that's all we have for today, and um, have a good one, everyone. Yep.